This is Valley Views, our weekly conversation with influential and interesting folks from around the Wet Mountain Valley. We're back with the second part of our interview. We're visiting with Jay Prince, Custer County Commissioner, and Alyssa Livengood, Director of Public Health. We're talking about the latest COVID front right here as summer is just beginning. Alyssa, we talked about restaurants in the first first time through. Some of those are already open, testing testing it out. It, it's a it's a tough equation because it's not only about can it be safe, but can you attract customers? I know a number of people who will not feel comfortable in the short term visiting the restaurant. Uh, I don't, do you do you have a sense of a sense of that? I think a little bit. I do. First, I'd like to just say that. The restaurants in this town have been extremely compliant in making good plans and doing the best that they can to keep our community safe and our visitors safe. So they they really want people to be safe. They their priority is not 100% just make a ton of money either. They they want to make a living here, but they also want to make a safe living and a safe environment for our community and our visitors. So as far as that goes, I think it depends. I've heard, I've had some people say, well, I'm not going in there if they don't wear a mask. And then other people say, well, I'm not going in there if they make me wear a mask. So it's really both ends of the spectrum as far as that's concerned. I think we're, I think we're finding a happy medium in that. It, it's just people need to remember that we're, we have to work through this together and we can't any of us be completely on one side of the spectrum or the other. Mm-hmm. So, which is difficult because people are, are highly opinionated and right for, rightfully so. However, we, we really need to learn how to work together and meet in the middle to keep mm-hmm. this thing at bay the best we can. So at this point, bars are not allowed to be open. Is that right? That's correct. So if you have a restaurant where you serve alcohol, that's okay. Um, and at this point, we're still, the, the state ordinance is allowing to go liquor, which is, I'm still scratching my head about that a little bit, (laughs) but it is, um, you know, a a bottle of beer that is still sealed can go out of the restaurant. Some places have like mugs of margarita, like margarita mugs or Mm -hmm. something like that. And those are popular. So those kind of things are still allowable. The governor is putting out new orders on Tuesday, the 26th of May. And so we'll see, um, we're hopeful that maybe some of those ordinances will be lifted as well so that bars can get back to work as well. And this is a fluid situation. So uh, from week to week, I know things can change. What about retail shops in town? So retail shops have also all been inspected by public health and have, they have submitted their plans to us for social distancing, disinfecting, washing hands, um, and capacity. So again, with a 30% of your fire code is how many people you can have in there. Some of these real tiny shops down off of main street here are being amazing. One or two folks in there at a time and they're uh, managing that on their own. So the difficult piece of that is enforcement. It's hard for public health to be everywhere all the time. And so really the best, the best option there is just to have the, the actual employees being mindful of who all's in there and and being responsible for themselves in order to wear wear masks when in front of the people. The governor's order says that businesses must wear masks, business employees must wear masks all the time. 
I realize that it's difficult to wear a mask for eight hours, and especially if you have any kind of respiratory issue whatsoever. So we've worked together to make some caveats for that. If you, As long as people have a mask on when they're in direct care of customers, we're good with that. If you're, We don't want you like breathing over food or goods without a mask on, but if you need to step away and, and take your mask off, we're okay with that as long as you just use some common sense and have a mask on when you're directly mm-hmm. in contact with the public. The mask seems like a challenging thing here in town. I know, for instance, the post office posts signs that masks are required or suggested, but some of the folks in there don't have masks mm-hmm. and they're not turned away. That's a touchy issue, and I, I, I suspect it's playing out all right. Uh, any any thoughts about that? Well, I would like to make this clear, and I, I want everybody to understand this. Every, so we've tested 25 people in Custer County for COVID-19. 23 of them have been negative. However, every single one, 23, 25, excuse me, 25 people in this community, when we ask them, when we do the test... Where have you been in the last 14 days and who have you been in contact with? Every single one of them says, I've been to the post office, I've been to the grocery store, and I've been to one of the dollar stores. Mm-hmm. So, and that's why they're essential businesses because those are the places where people have to go. I totally understand that. But also know that everybody that's been tested, that's been tested positive or negative has been in those areas. So okay. be cognizant of the fact that those are the places that are high traffic, that that are highest risk for obtaining COVID-19. And if you don't wear a mask or if somebody else in there isn't wearing a mask, that's where the highest risk is. That's, that's a hazard. Let me ask an important question. What about crowd size? What's the current crowd size uh, suggestion? So right now we're still at 10 people or less for crowd size, um, no matter where, where it's at. However, like houses of worship, are, because of our variants, or our waivers, we've been calling it, you can have family units of 10 or less together that are six to eight feet apart. Mm-hmm. So, so you, how does that, does that affect the restaurants? Can The restaurants are essentially under the same, they, the tables have to be eight feet apart, giving, you know, two feet to pull your chair out, essentially. But there can um, be more than 10 people in a restaurant yes. if, they're, if they're properly spaced. Correct, out. yes. Okay. Only, and, and actually it's six. The, the verbiage that the state gave us back on our variants is six. So you can have six people in a family sitting together, but you can't have like three people from one household and three people from another household sitting at the same table. That's, that's what the order states. So let me ask, KLZR Radio has canceled our May and June events, which includes the Second Street Block Party, the Taste of the Valley, the Rock and Soul Jam, uh, etc., in the interest of public safety for the audience, volunteers, and performers. Starting mid-July and on through September, we have additional pieces that are most, uh, for the most part, outside music events. Music events are all about gathering a crowd of people. How would public health suggest we grapple with that, make a decision? It's a great question. We're we're dealing with some of that with um, how to run the for the fair and the rodeo as well this summer. So it's it's really difficult. But if we can figure out a way to keep social distancing, keep family units together, away from other family units, have good plans for disinfection, you know, having hand sanitizer, keeping bathrooms clean, that kind of stuff. 
there there has to be a very detailed plan that is doable. It's it's all great to have a plan, but you also have to be able to execute that plan. So, for instance, summer in the park, which are our free Sunday concerts, uh, tend to have about a hundred people. The high peaks tends to be two to three hundred people. That seems very challenging. I, I, I truly wrestle with whether that's a viable option this year, but there might be ways to reduce it and make some of it work. But the radio station is all about keeping folks safe, just just like Jay said. Mm-hmm. If you have to err on a side, that's that's what we'd look at. So we'll be in touch with public health as we try to put that together, and we'll need to set a deadline to make a call on it and have to make a decision based on whatever we know at that time. Well, let me ask you, you mentioned the rodeo. Just in the newspaper yesterday, they said the board voted to move ahead with the rodeo. What are the challenges that they're going to have? There's going to be a lot of challenges for that. The biggest challenge is going to be crowd control. I mean, we I think last year we had up to 900-plus people just as spectators last year. So it's well above, way above 10. And even even the, la- the last phases, if you will, we're getting away from using the word phase, but was through August only 250 people together. Mm-hmm. And so that that will be the biggest challenge is is keeping the spectators away from each other. The other challenge is going to be contestants. If they do go forward this year, it'll be the first PRCA rodeo. It'll highly depend on if Cheyenne Frontier Days goes and how many contestants want to drive to West Cliff from far, far away if there's not another rodeo happening because it's been canceled somewhere close. That's a good point. We had performers cancel out of some of our events because adjacent things canceled and they have they need enough to put together to make it worth their while. Exactly. Uh, as we run short of time here, let me ask about the Wet Mountain Valley has a yearly influx of people in the summer associated with several of the camps. What's the status of those things? That's a great question. So the camps, we've we've also talked with each one of the camps in the valley who all also have really great plans. At this point, there can be no camps according to the state. I fully expect the governor to come up with some form of opening camps on the Tuesday orders that are coming out. It will completely depend on what those orders are and what those parameters are. So right now it's it's off. Right now it's off. Um, but I can tell you that our camps, our local camps, do have plans for opening up when they're allowed through the state orders. And they're very comprehensive, very inclusive of how to keep people safe on their way to the camp, at the camp, and on their way home from the camp. So they're they're thinking very broadly. So, so that'll have to happen pretty quickly because the, not only do they have to have a plan in place, which they probably do, they've got to get the word out to participants, and the, the tighter that window, the tougher it is to fill their things, I would think. So. Absolutely. Uh, Jane, let me ask, and this is a broad question, what are your main concerns with regards to the short and long-term viability of various businesses in the wake of this pandemic. Uh, many of them struggle in a normal year. This is just that much tougher. You, you've been around a lot of years. You probably have a sense of how bad this is going to be. Um, yes. Um, I'm not really a gloom and doomer. <laughs> no, you're, I know you well. You're not. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I like to be upbeat, but I feel terrible for some of these businesses that depend on summer traffic, as Alyssa said a few minutes ago, 
to make it for the whole year. They're struggling right now. They will struggle this summer. My suspicion is, and I don't know this for fact, my suspicion is tourism will be way down, Mm -hmm. people being afraid to travel. I think income to some of these smaller businesses is going to be hampered significantly. Many of them are have been teetering for years on just squeaking by, mm-hmm. and my heart goes out to them, but we may end up losing one or two additional businesses. There's one that I'm aware of now that is going out of business, and I have not heard of any others directly, but my discussions with the owners have been that it's very, very dire, and that's one of the reasons that the Board of Health is not going with just what the governor says. The variants that that we have that Alyssa promulgated is to allow these businesses to open to try and keep our economy going. I think it's very important for the listeners to know that we, the county, Custer County, our regulations that we have for safety are in tune with the state. However, they are, because of the variants, are a little bit more lax than the state has. So we are doing the best we can to allow our businesses to open and hopefully whatever traffic comes through, take advantage of. But we have done, Custer County has done nothing more restrictive than the state. We have nothing in place more restrictive than what the state has. And in fact, we have significantly eased some of the restrictions to allow our businesses to flourish. Alyssa, what what have we forgotten? Well, I'd like to just add on to Jay's comment just now about the economy. And uh, so as a part of the EOC, the Emergency Operations Center, the Board of County Commissioners has appointed a emergency relief task force, an emergency economic task force, essentially. And so those individuals are working very hard, very well together to come up with grant funding and additional opportunities for our small businesses. Custer County Public Health has a grant that has gone out. If you haven't heard about it, you can look it up on our website, custercountycolorado.com, and you can apply. The application is closed at four o'clock today. So um, we'll we'll be reviewing those applications next week and funding them on June 1st. Looks like probably up to $1,000 per application we'll be able to fund. So that's just a a little thought on the side. Okay. Uh, Jay, any last thoughts? Yeah. You know, this is a terrible time for everybody. As I said earlier, I think we're very fortunate because we're so isolated. I think our um, emergency folks took immediate action to help keep us as safe as possible. I really, I, I see people all the time not following the health orders, not wearing their mask, um, not social distancing. And these orders were not put in place because we're having fun making up rules. These are here for people's safety. And I recognize there's a contingency that feels a COVID is made up or some other nonsense in my opinion. I just read this morning that the death toll in the United States alone has a, is just at almost 100,000. I think mm-hmm. it was like 95,000 folks have died from COVID. 
we're learning is the long-term effects of COVID for the survivors even. It's, it's causing significant organ damage, lungs, kidneys, livers, those type of things. So I urge people, it's so simple to wear the mask. I recognize most of us don't like it. We're not accustomed to it. But it's really not, as Alyssa said, it's really not for you. It's for the people you're around. We haven't asked you to do this, we being anybody in the administration of anywhere, federal, state, or local. We ask you to do this for this, for our safety for the future. So my last thought would be I really hope people comply with these orders that are put out and maintain social distancing, wear your mask, sanitize, wash your hands, do all those things we've heard 10 million times, but there's a reason you keep hearing it. It's so important to do. So I really urge people to, to um, follow the guidelines. Yeah, it's, uh, it's sad to see politics get in the way of something that's all about biology, chemistry, and physics. Correct. Uh, Alyssa, any final thoughts? I have one final thought. This pandemic has been really hard on people's mental health as well. And so I just want to put out there that um, Solvista is available to talk to anybody at any time. Public health is available to talk to anybody at any time. Give me a call. We'll, we'll, we'll work through stuff. My phone number is 719-458-9211. You're not alone. We're in this together. This is a struggle for every single one of us. So please reach out to someone if you're having trouble. And thanks for mentioning the mental health aspect of it. Uh, Desiree Lipka from Sol Vista will be the interview uh, next week. So uh, Perfect. We'll, uh, we'll listen to that. Uh, Jay and Alyssa, thanks for stopping by. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you for helping get the word out. We've been visiting with Custer County Commissioner Jay Prince and Alyssa Livengood, Director of Public Health, on the latest on COVID-19. On behalf of the station and the community, thanks to both of you and all your organizations for making these difficult and important decisions. My name's Gary. We'll see you next time on Valley Views. You've been listening to Valley Views on KLZR 91.7 FM. Valley Views airs Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 a.m. and 4 p.m. and again on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Send your ideas and comments to comments at klzr.org. Valley Views is produced by the volunteers of KLZR 91.7 FM. I'm walking on a rainbow with my feet on solid ground. 